Dub Nation, you're listening to the Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Jerome DiVincenzo goes behind the back to avoid Paul George. Draymond loops it into Looney. Layup good, low right, and the Clippers need another timeout. The Warriors are owning the second half in an early call here. They're calling it. 95-74 with 7.28 to go. And I'm thirsty. Draymond Green's got the headset on down there. Draymond, you got us? Yes, what's going on? What's up? What's going on is you guys. That's what's going on right now. It's a good win. Really good win. We were talking. Tom just mentioned up here. Let me see if you agree with this. He said this one felt different because of the opponent, the experience of the opponent, and the necessity for the win. Well, I think you take all of those things into account. And then also the fact we shot poor um, in, in the first half. I mean, poorly. And I think we went in down three or five points or something like that. And that was the game right there because we got it done on the defensive end in the first half regardless of what was going on on the offensive end, and we took care of the ball. And like you said, against that opponent, that's huge. What was said at halftime? You guys were giving up a lot of points in the paint in the first half. What did you guys talk about at halftime to help you get this win? Uh, we just talked about tightening our shell up uh, when, when certain guys had a ball. I think early on, um, you know, we were adjusted to the game plan, which was an absolutely incredible game plan. And we just needed to tighten the screws a little bit. Once we tightened the screws, uh, everybody kind of figured it out and settled into it. It was great. You came out in the second half, and I thought your energy really kind of sparked the team. You pushed the ball. You got to clay a, th- a three-pointer by pushing it. Can you sense that? Is that something you feel like the team needs? Uh, and it's like, hey, we need a little energy. Let me get the ball off the glass and go. Absolutely. A.V., uh, Anthony Varin, our coach, uh, he told me coming out of half when I was leaving the locker room, Dre, we need you to push it a little more, kind of get out in transition and get some easy ones. And, you know, I just wanted to approach the second half with that mindset. Knowing that they have a, you know, you let them set their defense, they have a lot of length, they have some individual great defenders. But if you can push it, make them play in transition, it's a lot tougher to guard in transition in the NBA than it is to have for Now, Tim and I will both concur on this fact, that we thought this play, I'm going to ask you about Paul George fouled you. But when you guys went uh, safety slot receiver over the middle, collision out there in the court how is that not a foul on somebody i wonder the same thing <laughs> he catched my shoulder it's one thing if you know we make collision and you know we're both out of the ball but you run through my shoulder it's kind of the second time it happened having the first half with with Kawhi too but nonetheless i thought the officiating crew was uh, good tonight obviously they missed some calls everybody's gonna miss some calls but thought they handled the game well they let us play physical which was great uh, i can't complain about can't complain about the officials Hey, I, before we let you go, I have to ask you this about it because it, it, you, you've seen this guy and, and you know, you know, we all know about his story and his journey. But but can you explain how you feel watching Clay Thompson have the kind of months that he has had to start this calendar year? Well, I think it's, it's beautiful to just to see him back looking like Clay Thompson, uh, you know, taking the shots, taking great shots. Uh, you know, he's settling into his game. And I think the biggest thing has been how he's how he's getting to the basket. You know, he's been creating a lot of offense for himself. And, you know, just to see him after what he's gone through, starting to return to the Clay Thompson of old, it's a beautiful, beautiful sight. You know, you, you, you want a guy like that uh, to, to return to that form, and he's doing it, and it's been great for us. Yeah, I know you're going to run, but I have to ask you, we had Dante DiVincenzo on last game, and oh, we asked him right. about a non-officiated alumni basketball game between Michigan State and Villanova. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said it'd take three days to get to ten points between those two teams. Yeah, I'm well, guessing well, you'd like to be a part of that. Oh, shoot. Well, they're going to have to call Jay Wright back if they have any chance of competing. That's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> they get Jay Wright back. And then, you know, um, we'll take it. You know, we got me. We got... Miles Bridges, Denzel Valentine. We, you know, we'll, we'll take that matchup, but they got to get Jay back before we do this. That'd be Thank a you, Draymond. Matchup. Thanks, Draymond. No problem. Draymond Green, 115 91. The Warriors get another incredible victory here at Chase Center. State Farm Post Game Show, Tim Roy and the Tom Tolbert. R.C. Davis will be back to wrap everything up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, who do you want to vote for your electrifying player of the game? Who would you vote for? My electrifying player of the game, like, I, I would give it to Clay just for the 11 rebounds. Yeah. I mean, he, he set career a career high, high in rebounds. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're going, if you want to be a little more literal and go by the word electrifying, probably Jordan, because his third quarter was electrifying and he hit some big shots for him and he kind of he kind of got him going in there in the, in the third quarter. But the fact that somebody sets a career high in, in, in rebounds when you don't really rebound and you've been asked to rebound and then you respond by averaging over eight rebounds a game the, the next three games, uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that uh, he's trying to do a little bit more here and there. And for the second game in a row, not noted for his playmaking skills, he had four assists as well. So he's had four assists in two games in a row. Uh, 25, 26 rebounds in three games. So I just, yeah, he set a career high in rebounds. So Clay Thompson. Brought to you by Toyota, class leading MPG and more hybrid models than any other brand. Toyota, let's go places. So at halftime on Tuesday and tonight, uh-huh. very easily could have been, you know, game over. Warriors could go on a downside of a 10-2 run. Early in the third quarter, and and they get they lose to Portland, lose to the Clippers. But this team has, you know, I, I think uh, Steve has used the word grit at times, and they showed a little bit of that the last two nights because this was a and this one really special, I think, mm-hmm. when you consider that this is a team that has Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Eric Gordon, Nick Batum, Norman Powell. These are grizzled, you know. These are veterans. These are guys who have been in tight spots. And they've come through in tight spots. And to do it against a team like that, you know, without Stephen Curry, without Andrew Wiggins, no Gary Payton the second, um, that that's impressive. And I'm I'm impressed with what they've been able to do in these last couple of games. I mean, seventy to thirty five in the second half. It was sixty one forty nine Clippers, and they go on a thirty five to eight run. And Clippers had twenty pain points in the first quarter. And had 22 in the last three. I mean, they just they did what they had to do. They were, I thought they that were was good. a huge, huge key. And let's not forget about the uh, the Timberwolves either. They're down 13 in the first half of that game, and down nine going into the fourth quarter, and came back and won and, and won that game. So we're talking about three games in a row where they've been down significant amounts, uh, not just at the beginning. But, you know, into the second half or sometimes even late into the second half or late into the third quarter. So I think grit is accurate. And these I think it's only going to help them. You get Steph back. You get Wiggins back. These guys have been through it. And, again, this one felt different to me. And I said it today when I was talking about it, that this is one that you could not only get to three games over 500, but you could do it against a quality 
quality opponent, and then you start building that momentum and and and, and the belief. I think it's there now. Uh, now they got one more game, but boy, if you get a perfect homestand, go five and zero on the homestand, and then head out onto the the road, there there is no doubt in, in my mind this team believes they could win a championship. I've been hesitant uh, to to say I think they could just because of the way they played this year and how inconsistent they've been. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer. I, I look at this game and go, wow, that is the type of team that can win a game on the road, that can be gritty, that can weather the storm, and and they did it without two of their five starters. So, I, did, I mean, just a really, really impressive performance because this wasn't the T-Wolves. It wasn't the Rockets. It's not the Blazers. This was the Clippers. Who's a, that's a pretty good pretty good basketball team and they made them look like pikers uh in the second half i mean they just ran i don't know what that meant i heard it somewhere uh but uh i don't think it's good it's like on the turnpike so, or is uh, it, uh you know huh? i think it's like turnpike no, it's like fishing piker it's like a pike oh. or something like that i okay. don't even know what it meant to be honest with you i've heard it say i'm gonna have to look it up now because you looked at me like what does that mean i don't know, I what, don't it know what that means I'm, 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 it's not that, good i know it, that tim it's, it's probably a nickname out of a frank Merriwell book well central state pikers piker is a gambler of course, of course, <laughs> or person who withdraws from you've, a commitment. Yeah, yeah, of course you've heard that term. I don't know where her gambler for. <laughs> I got all kinds of gambling stuff in yeah. my head, just like floating around. See, when, when Tom says they're doubling down on the defense, it's a whole different, whole different, whole meaning different there. meaning. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness gracious! So and, and just a tremendous win. The other point about I want to make about the Clippers, and and again, it's Westbrook and Bones Highland. They, they get thrown in there. They, they took a gamble, and it still may pay off for them. I mean, they traded their point guards, right? Reggie yep. Jackson gone, right? And they bring in Westbrook and Bones Highland. And it's, I think it's hard for guys to really adjust. It was a, a late all-star game. Mm-hmm. And so they get Westbrook after the buyout. And he's, you know, he's only played four games for him now. And they've lost all four. Yeah. And I think in part because you know, he's trying to fit in, trying to fi- fi- figure out what he needs to do. And they're trying to figure out what he needs to do. And, and that's a tough thing to do. It's really tough to do this late in the season. It really is. And you know what? He might have to come off the bench. For them. Yeah. I mean, that that's a possibility, too. It's not easy this late in the season to try to figure out rotations. Who fits with who. Right. And while I think signing, like, to me, Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook made a lot more sense on this that's team. off. Oh. <laughs> he made a lot more sense on this team than the Lakers. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. The game's kind of passed him by over the last five, six years. It's, it's, it, you got to be able to shoot, and we saw the way the Warriors played him. They, and yeah, they, they were just backing him. off. Yeah. I mean, it might as well have been like you were out there. Yeah. They, they, they were like, we don't care. Go ahead, shoot it. I, I mean, was a master of the mid range. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Terrence Mann got two offensive rebounds, gave him to Westbrook in the corner, and missed both of them. Yeah, this is like clank, and the Warriors didn't care. They're like, you know what? You want to try another one? Go ahead. We'll give it to you. So it, it it gums up the offense. Nelly always used to tell us, if you're open, you got to shoot it. Because if you don't, it just messes up the whole offense. You, 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 we can't get anything going, any cohesion. Shot even, created must be taken. Yeah, yeah, even if you miss it, you got to take it. Because if you keep missing them, then I'll take you out. But you got to take it. We can't have a guy backing off you by seven or eight feet 
and, and, and just messing up all our cutting lanes and passing lanes. You can't have that. So that's something they're going to have to work out. But, again, the, the, the rotations are, are going to be key. But, look, I think they'll be fine. They'll get uh, the rotations down. Morris coming back will be big for them. Yes. He's a guy that can hit a wide-open jump shot. He's physical. He gets after you defensively. And But that point guard position, it is not settled at all, not by a long shot. You know how consistent Marcus Morris has been against the Warriors? How? He has scored 10 points or more against the Warriors for Houston, Phoenix, Detroit, Boston, the Knicks, and the Clippers. <laughs> That's consistency. <laughs> that he just you know, shows up. Here's my lunch pail. Here we go. I'm going to get my ten to twelve points. I don't care who I'm playing for. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. That's insane. Oh man, that's oh. good. That oh, is man. good. So tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. Is Zion ever coming back? Who knows? I mean, it's just a shame for the league. It is. It's I, bad. It's bad. It, and, and, and I hope, I hope for his sake. The Pelican's sake and the league's sake, that, that it's not going to be like a Greg Oden thing, yeah. you know, where the you know his career is over before it gets started, and um, you know it's it's just it's just too bad. I mean, he's had a, a you know he can't get his career started, and and that's that's a problem, and you know, and they're they're actually pretty good even without him. They're, that's a pretty good team. They've yeah, got some bad. talent. Yeah. Oh, well, they beat the uh, uh, the Blazers by what eleven. Yeah. Was it 121, 110? But yeah. They, yeah, right around there. Uh, but it's just, that's, I don't know what the NBA can do about this. I don't know if they can do anything at all about this. But it's really, you know, just kind of a bummer that the regular season in the NBA, you look around and see all these significant players yeah. that have missed games. And it takes away some of the enjoyment of watching the NBA throughout the course of the regular season. And you just hope that some of these players will be healthy come playoff time because that's all I hope. Whether I'm rooting for a team or not rooting for a team, I just want them healthy. I want to see the best product available. I want to see the best players go against the best players. I don't want to see anybody uh, gain an advantage because they're healthy and the other team isn't. So I'm just, you know, fingers crossed that some of these players that are hurt get back and some of the players that are healthy stay Stay healthy. I mean, you think about it right now. I'll give you three players that are probably top ten players in the league when healthy that are out. Steph, LeBron, Zion. Right there. See, I, I, my, my sense, I don't consider Zion a top player because he hasn't played enough. Fair. That's okay. a fair point. That's um, a fair point. I, you know. Uh, I, I, but you're right. He's a, a he's really a good. I'll just call him a really good player. And who's very be, exciting. He, he could be a top player. Very yeah, easily could yeah. be a top. But player. But I think it's fair. That's a fair point. He hasn't played enough to be a top ten player. Uh, but really good and really exciting. And he's out. And the Lakers are coming on. Uh, whether anybody likes it or not, uh, it'd be fun to see him do it with LeBron. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like the Warriors. Uh, not in this area. Not listening to us. But. I would hope you'd want to see Steph. You'd want to see the you want, absolutely. You yeah. want to see the best players in the league play. That that that's why it's fun watching the games to see the best go at the best. And you know, even if people don't like the Warriors, if you're on the road, they want to see Steph. Oh, of course they do. They're 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 upset if he doesn't play. Yeah, absolutely. So. Steve tells me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
They Why hate are you resting me. After? They hate me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way, um, this is a Warriors season low for points, 91. Previous was 95 against the Spurs. Ninth comeback of the year, down by 10. Second time this year they've had uh, 60-plus rebounds, and they've won 9 of 10 at home. And after all that, after all the hand-wringing, the prognostications, the complaints, the you know the games that were just thrown away by this team this year, right? You know, up for it uh, against Utah with seconds to go and lose. Up for in Charlotte with a minute to go and lose. All of that swept by Orlando, swept by Detroit. They're a game out of home court. <laughs> They're one game out of home court. Oh, all the man. injuries, all except they're one game out of home court. That's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Let me give you this before I let you go. Okay. And get to your highlights. The first four games of the homestand. Yes. Here's the point totals for the second half of their opponents. Okay. Rockets got 52. Yep. Not bad. Uh, by today's NBA standards, pretty good. And they were blowing them out, too. So 52 right. is pretty good. Timberwolves got 47. Blazers got 40. Clippers got 35. <laughs> in, a, in an era where people are averaging 150 yes. a night. Yes. Averaging. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's outstanding. You need to, you need to Second talk. Second half defense. You need to talk to your friend Steve Kerr and find out what, what's on that whip he's cracking at halftime, I think. He yeah. won't know. No. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, if I what, knew, I just. What, what speech he's giving. You, you know, know what he'd say? What? If I knew, I'd do it in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't need to wait to the second That's half. That's true. Yeah, what what words of wisdom is yeah. he imparting at half? Like I told him yesterday, I go, oh, you should have asked Clay four years ago. Yeah. Get more rebounds. Oh, yeah. He goes, you know what? I didn't think about that. <laughs> he goes, I really should have. Well, it's really funny. He asked he asked Andrew Wiggins last year in the postseason. Yeah. Got to get more rebounds. What did he do? He went when got more rebounds. off the glass. Yeah. yeah. He just gotta, you he's know what he has to do? He's got to ask more often. <laughs> yes. If you don't ask, what's the worst you can get? No. No. <laughs> just exactly. ask. Hey, so. can you do more for this? Can you do this more for me? Oh. Sure. I would have done it sooner if you'd asked. We'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you see tomorrow. You see Friday, you Pelicans. Let's yep. see if they can wrap up a perfect homestand. And get the four games above 500. Four. Oh, Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> this year it is. In the West, the 500 Club. See you tomorrow, Tim. All right.